Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for January 29th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. With me, as always, Filterboard. Hey, what's up, man? Hey. Um, yeah, what's been going on with you? Um, not a lot. Uh, I've started uh, participation in the uh, Global Game Jam for this year. Um, so I'm going to go do that the rest of the day today and probably most of the day tomorrow. Um, nice. Yeah, other than that, uh, not. Uh, I've, I've got some stuff going on, but I don't really want to talk about it yet because i'm gonna wait and see how it materializes um cool. but yeah what have you been uh what have you been playing lately i know monster hunter finally yeah got. monster hunter came out since that came out um we got that uh mm-hmm. as soon as you know midnight hit midnight hit on the 26th so mm-hmm. um as soon as that came out that's all i've been playing um right that's what i figured yeah it's it's been <coughs> um yeah it's been good it's been fun um Actually, let me get this video going, showing yeah. off a little bit of the gameplay that we had. Um, yeah, you've been streaming on, <clears throat> streaming most of your play, right? Yeah, uh, the first night I played, um, it was myself, Pasty Bossman, and Kesaria, and then the next day it was myself, uh, Pasty Bossman, Kesaria, and Grim. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, th- there were there were some there's some trials and error um, that you have, especially for multiplayer. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not quite as easy as you know most games where you're just like, okay, I'm going to jump into this. Okay, oh, my friend's playing. I'm going to go ahead and just click on their game that they're playing and hit join. Like, that doesn't right. exist. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, you really have to... Uh, like, you can jump... Any any time you start a mission, mm-hmm. any of your friends can go to a bounty board and they can um, click join game and then they can find, you know, your game. Not hard. Okay. Um, All right. But we wanted to play in just an open world like exploration mm-hmm. together, and there isn't just start an open world exploration and then everyone else goes in and hits join game. That doesn't exist. Okay. So we were like, how do we do this? And we probably spent a good hour trying to figure it out. Oh shit. Um, and so anyone that's watching that's kind of curious on how that goes down, you start a mission that. It's like smaller, like a gathering mission or, you know, something. And uh, yeah. get everyone in there. Everyone does a gathering mission. Finish, <laughs> up, finish it up. And then at the end, uh, it'll say, do you want to stay as a team or disband? Everyone picks mm-hmm. stay as a team. And then after you've clicked stay as a team, you'll basically be thrown into a... Uh, basically just be thrown into a mission. Uh, uh, a free exploration. Okay. Um. But yeah, there's a ton to do. Um, there's two-player arena stuff, which is what we're watching right now on the live stream. Um, mm. Fighting this little creature called the Pookie Pookie. Um, Hell yeah. My man. And Grim popped in. He asked if we did games coming out yet. We have not done games coming out yet, Grim. So, yeah. just in time. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, you know, we, we've been running through that. It's been a lot of, a lot of fun um, checking out different weapons and you know, mm-hmm. fighting these different monsters. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's been probably the biggest thing I've been playing. I also wanted to talk a little bit about um, something else that I played. Mm-hmm. Um, I did play uh, the Metal Gear Survive. We talked about that. I think it was last week. Traitor. And, well, I, I played the I, I played the beta. You know, it was free. Okay. And yeah, yeah. Like my plan was play the beta, give them that false sense of security that they're getting higher <laughs> numbers in the beta, and then I'm not gonna buy the game. Got it. <clears throat> That's fine. But 
they drop you in this basically all like matte environment that's mm-hmm. just like an open like box. And when you select your mission on the like one of the walls, it shows like what the mission is and what you have to do, and a little piece of the map. And then on another wall, mm-hmm. it shows all the people in your party. And there's little like circles that you can walk into that do different things, like change uh, like your loadout and your gear and all this shit. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I I played through it and it wasn't terrible. I've mm-hmm. definitely played worse games. Um, and my playthrough that we're watching right now was me by me playing by myself. There was nobody okay. else gaming with me. So I played by myself, and then I joined another team of three. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I ran through it another time. And later on, I jumped in with Pacey Possum and Kesaria, and mm-hmm. we played it, and we had more fun in that little environment that they start mm-hmm. you in. Because you don't take damage in that environment, but you react like you you would take damage. It's just the numbers oh, okay. aren't there. So yeah. we would pull out, like, bows or weapons and stuff like that, and we would see how many arrows we can lob into each other. That's funny. And, yeah, it was really funny. We would set up, like, traps and stuff, so you'd have to, like, go through this, like, mm-hmm. someone's in a menu. We would set up, like, a maze that they have to walk through to get out of it. That's funny. With, like, claymores and shit, so every time they walked into it. And they have this little floor piece <coughs> that makes you, it's an oil slick. It makes you, like basically let like vaudevillian like oh i'm falling over oh my god that's good that's really good (laughs) so i set up a scenario of those and when when someone walked into it they would slip and fall under their back and then it would be like a train like a slide they would just be falling perpetually for like ever that's good yeah um i approve of that for sure so that was a lot of fun the game did have some cool elements um with building and um all of that. I mean, it's it's Metal Gear. It looks good. And then they added basically Fortnite's building, a little bit of a Fortnite building mechanic on top of it. Okay. Um, but I no yeah, way I mean, endorse buying the game. <laughs> yeah, I heard a lot about it. You know, it's like, well, this is like, they could have made this anything. It didn't have to be Metal Gear. Yeah, like, it could have been anything. Right. So it's like, it's, it's the... I don't know how much I really buy into the, like betrayal thing like necessarily like in this case is certainly real but in general mm-hmm. you know kind of who cares like just you know if you want a game just get that game if you don't don't right but uh in this case is like particularly backstabby so it's hard yeah. to well this with. one's yeah this one's really for me it's super personal because yeah. it, it i mean they effectively ended probably well, they, they tried it was to definitely end somebody's be. career and yeah and then Game-wise, they are not only still holding it hostage, but they took away mm-hmm. probably my game of the year, which right. I ended up giving to Resident Evil. Right. Yeah, exactly. Resident Evil, which was only really able to succeed because PT never happened. Right. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those yeah. things. It's an interesting um, scenario, I guess. So I guess I want to go back and say, uh, you know, don't support and buy the game, but... This is what it is. If you want to see it, check it out on yeah. my Twitch. Um, you know, so I played that, and then of course, uh, as uh, as you both, as you all know, uh, I think mm-hmm. Filter and I are both still playing Stardew Valley. Pretty, Hell yes, pretty heavy. It's a great so. game. It really is. Like, uh, it's one of those things where, like, describing it to people, it's like, all right, you know, you may or may not get into this. Like, you know, it's up to you. Like, keep an eye out on what it is or whatever. Like, this is easily the best. Uh, Harvest Moon game I've ever played, of which I've played several, 
It's mm-hmm. probably one of the better, like, Animal Crossing games I've played. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it kind overall, of wraps all it. it wraps all that stuff up that you love about <laughs> those games, right? In it, a it, nice it, like, little package. A true fan, like, uh, right, made it. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of love in it that you can you can feel. For sure. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I've been playing. Um, I've been playing Civ Six again, getting ready for the, uh, uh, you know, the new DLC. Um, yeah. Weirdly, like, so the Tomb Lords DLC did come out this this past week for uh, uh, Total War Warhammer Two. Um, I haven't really got a chance to dive into it yet because the uh, the Total War games, like, I don't know, like Civ is just a little bit less brain power required to play. I think, like, I don't feel. Like, I need to have absolutely everything else turned off when I play a Civ game. Like, I'll play with a podcast in the background or something. I can't do that with Total War. Um, I just need, like, I need my whole brain engaged on it. So, I'm kind of right, like, right. I want to, like, take my time to get into it. Um, but I am really excited to check that out just because it's a really cool idea. And it's a really cool couple units that it adds to the game. Um, but yeah, I've been doing a lot of, like, backlog stuff still for the new year. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's still a lot coming out. I mean, looking oh, forward certainly. to, aside from Monster Hunter coming out and mm-hmm. blowing my shit away, I mean, we still have Kingdom Come coming up here. I'm so pumped for that. Right there, man. Yeah, uh, really close. And I mean, that's I'm something right there that on we, the edge. It's something that we've been talking about for a long time too. Right. So it's it's almost like it has, it's like doubly sweet that we not mm-hmm. only get to play it, but you know, we've been looking at it for. Well, yeah, we. I, I mean, I've really watched it grow up. I got to be in like the. Uh, I wasn't in the like technical alpha, but I was in an alpha once the game was in a playable state. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I've seen I've seen a lot of this game's life cycle, and I'm just so excited to uh, finally get the finished piece. Um, I'm really pumped for that. I I like. I don't. It's one of the few games that I'm not concerned. Like, I really don't see an area where I, I don't see a, a way that it fails. Uh, at least yeah, in I mean, its its limited goal. You know I, I mean, mean, it could fail as a like like a franchise starter, I guess. It, yeah, it, well, it could fail like as you don't have enough, um, like it doesn't uh, have enough revenue. Uh, oh, enough of like a market, yeah. Right, um, yeah. but as a game, I don't think it's, it can fail. It's 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 yeah, they've too, totally nailed their goals. Yeah, yeah, they've done everything that they that they <laughs> wanted to. And more. And and us as fans, as me right. not being able... Like, I didn't back it because what we had just moved. We hadn't been... Mm-hmm. We had just moved a thousand miles away. We didn't have... Right. We, yeah. I, I, know, I didn't have really a big... We didn't have a big disposable income, so... Right. We ended up not buying it. But I know you bought in, and then you showed me, and mm-hmm. uh, that kind of started that. But, yeah, that's just... that That's... As fans, I don't think it can fail. And if it does, it's just gonna fall to that like, oh, now it's just like, like a cult hit kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Like <clears throat> the worst case scenario is that it's kind of like a quiet success and it doesn't really break into a big market. Right. Which is like that's just the only reason that's a failure is because you know I want these guys to make a lot of money. And they have two more games coming out, right? Potentially. Yeah, I mean, if I'm, this not, I'm well not 100 percent sure um, how they switched it up because originally this was going to be like a thirty dollar game. It's a full sixty dollar game now, so I don't know if they like incorporated part one and two and then they're going to expand part three to make that a sequel or I I don't know if there's still a plan for three. I have no idea. Okay, yeah, I just assumed that it was going to be part 
one for sixty bucks, and then it, you know it's kind of like they like they wrote three games right when they thought they were writing just one exactly, and yeah, so now they have it all done, and they'll be able to like crank out. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. And that's uh, what? That's the seventeenth of February, or something like that. Is it seventeenth? I don't know why I thought it was the thirteenth. That could be it. What's uh? Okay, the thirteenth will be a uh, Tuesday. Yeah, it's probably thirteenth. Okay. I think uh, Grim and I talked about that the other day because he's just mm-hmm. coming around to seeing the game. Oh yeah, and, and I, mean, I was like, yeah, we've know, talked about it a lot, even on the podcast here. We've talked like about more it more than one. Realistic Witcher, basically. Like, yeah. what's not to like? So yeah, yeah I'm, it's really, gonna be I'm good. really excited for that. Cool. That's what we've been doing. Um, so before we jump into uh, the normal stuff, as always, if you guys get a chance, head on over to facebook.com backslash mammoth games and check all the top news video game stuff that mm-hmm. matters. Jump into the conversation about um, you know anything and everything. Um, been talking Monster Hunter and everything you hear on the podcast here. Um, you'll see on our Facebook first yep. as well follow us on twitter at mammoth games inc so you know when we go live do stuff like this um let's plays and more um it's just a good way to stay in the loop on when stuff is happening at one what time so mm-hmm. <clears throat> cool um so before we jump right into uh games releasing uh we do not have playstation plus there are rumors out there about playstation plus but they're rumors um yeah, that don't and these, that, that don't seem likely. Right. Um, yeah, these rumors seem particularly weak. Usually, we would report on it, but right, I, I, I just don't I, see this one happening. When I was looking it up, I was thinking in my head, like, okay, we could talk about this, and then like, what could I say? Like, why mm-hmm. would anyone report on this? And then I was exactly. like, wait, we're reporting on it. Yeah, let's not report on that. Yeah. So we'll just jump right into games with gold. I'll let you go ahead and take it away. All right. Um. Yeah, we're coming off of a pretty good month, as I recall. Um. Mm-hmm. Zombie was pretty cool to get a hold of that. Um, I mean, it's we're really not getting much better. This I think this month's a little better just because of like the cult hit status. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so February first to twenty eighth, the whole month for Xbox One uh, Shadow Warrior, which is pretty cool because I don't think it's a game that I would go and grab on my own. So I'm glad I'm going to get a chance to kind of check it out. Uh, actually, yep. that's the kind of like weird like forty or thirty dollar full games are actually some of my favorites to get on these. Because it's just something that I would not have gotten otherwise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, February 16th to March 15th for Xbox One. Uh, Assassin's Creed Chronicles India. That was part of a three-parter that was... Um, uh, yeah. It was China, India, and... Uh, do you remember what the last one was? Um, I don't I can't recall what the third, third one. one was. But uh, yeah, I mean, they were all like pretty cool kind of side-scrolling stealth action games. Um, not so your yeah, traditional Assassin's Creed, but... Yeah, I've had the China one, and that's the, uh, if you are really up on your Assassin's Creed lore, uh, in Assassin's Creed Revelations, there was, like, a DLC, um, like, pre-order bonus video, where, uh, you kind of meet this, like, Chinese assassin who runs into, uh, Ezio when he's, like, a very old man. Um. That's cool. That's who this particular assassin is. So, uh, that was in Assassin's Creed Chronicles China, so now we're getting India, I uh, believe we've gotten China for free in the past. Um, so for the 360 games, uh, February 1st to 15th, it's uh, Split Second, which is kind of like a Burnout ripoff, right? It's actually a great racing game by Disney. which is By Disney? Yeah. 
Interesting. It's like was it like Disney huh. Interactive or whatever it was called? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like um, Buena Vista. Yeah. The big thing is, the, <laughs> it's not just the other cars that you have to worry about. The mm-hmm. environment changes every lap that okay, you go cool. go around. So like you go through um, lap one and you drive through a like a landing strip at an airport. The next mm-hmm. time you can see a plane coming in and crashing. That's like sick. you narrowly escape the plane destroying the ground, and then your third lap around that you have to drive through the wreckage of the plane. That's cool. So, yeah, they, they did some cool stuff with that game, and it's actually kind of like a little cult hit. So, yeah, that's a great that's, one to get, actually. Yeah. And then um, after that, uh, from February 16th to the 28th, I'm so happy to announce that we're getting Crazy Taxi on the 360. Hell yeah! I love Crazy Taxi. It's yeah. like one of the only uh, games that I would get really into on um, in, like, arcades. Like, I, I'm just not of the arcade generation. It just totally missed me. Right. So... Uh, I was at the I'm, ass end of that generation. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, super excited that I, I get to dive back into Crazy Taxi. It's just a fun... Again, cult hit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can maybe, also... I mean, you can also good. grab um, this and a lot of other Sega classics uh, mm-hmm. just on your phone. Like, I know you can get it in, on iOS. I imagine they released it for... Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Google Play as well, but yeah, you can get like Sonic One and Two. You can get some older RPGs. You can get Crazy Taxi, um, and uh, yeah, you just look up. Um, man, I'd have to look up what it, what it was called again, but it, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you type in Sega, and you'll get a shit ton. Like I had a little folder on my phone for a long time that was just Sega games. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, that's the uh, that's the uh, games with gold. List. Pretty good. We're still waiting to see on. Uh, PlayStation, and we'll, we'll update once we get that. Probably next podcast, but of course you can Definitely. catch it on, uh, you know, on Facebook. Uh, usually a couple days sooner. Yeah, yeah. I'll, usually the day that I see it, I immediately mm-hmm. jump into it. So, right. Cool. That's Games with Gold. Uh, stay tuned for the PlayStation Plus stuff here very soon. But let's jump into games releasing. Uh, seeing as how Grim was asking about it, um, these are the games releasing from January 29th to February 4th, uh, excluding a ton of Switch games, because we found, uh, like, a compilation list of games, and uh, we kind of have to weed through them to pick some of the bigger ones, um, or just ones that look cool. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll jump into into this list. Um, We'll go January 30th. um, We have Dissidia, Final Fantasy, NT. Um, mm-hmm. releasing for the PlayStation 4, of course, from Square Enix and Keo Tecmo. Um, or is that Koei? Koei. Koei Tecmo, yep. Um, this game has been out in Japan, arcades, since last year, and it came out in Japan on the 11th, uh, but okay. this here is the worldwide release. So, the, I mean, the game is not necessarily brand new or anything. Um, yeah. it's been out for a bit. But, uh, yeah, you can... Uh, jump in um, and play as you know all the characters you'd expect, like um, mm-hmm. like like Cloud. Like I'm not sure who's all in. I know Jack's in it, but I'm not sure about um, like some sub characters. Like Jack is kind of I consider him kind of a sub character. I would agree with that. Um, but I'm not sure. Oh yeah, there he is. Um, you can play as like Sephiroth. You can play as um, like there's a character from Final Fantasy 14. Uh, I can't remember her name. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, they, they do have quite a list. I jumped in and played uh, a bit of the beta. It was uh, it was cool. The game's just not for me though. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, kind of, kind of is what it is. But <clears throat> yeah, um, you can go and grab uh, the City of Final Fantasy NT for the PS4 on January thirtieth. Yeah, it looks uh, it looks pretty good. I mean, I've I've played some earlier Dissidia as we were just talking about that before we started recording. Right, um, right yeah. they're like nothing super crazy, but I mean, there's really not a lot in that kind of like three D brawler style um, game. So yeah, I mean, it's it, always cool when there's a new one. It's more action oriented because you're yeah. moving around that three D field and you're pressing buttons to make things happen rather than just pressing like you know moving left and right like a fighter and then doing like key commands to make right items that or moves uh, <laughs> happen. So. Um, it's different, but I, for me, I don't know if it's necessarily different enough to. Uh, but yeah, it's different, but is different good? <laughs> yeah, that's the question. So yeah, I, I yeah I don't know. I might check it out. Cool. Um, yeah, go ahead and take the next one because I know you kind of noticed this one. It seems really interesting. I think you know a lot more about it than I do. Oh yeah, uh, I mean not really, but I. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's uh, cool. Um, on. And then February 1st, we have Battalion 1944. And this is just uh, PC Early Access. Mm-hmm. Um, this is done by Bulkhead Interactive. And Square Enix Indie, um, uh, like Indie Group uh, Collective, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, it, and it's basically just uh, your standard first-person um, first person shooter. I, I, I don't know a ton about it, but it looked... Um, it looked good enough to, like, want to put out there. Say, yeah, hey, it's certainly something that you want to mention. Out. Yeah. Um, but early access for this thing uh, starts February 1st. I think it's actually supposed to come out of early access um, relatively soon. So, mm-hmm. okay. Um, yeah, it, you know, it has all those, uh, all those weapons you'd expect from, uh, like, a World War II era game, which is, mm-hmm. you know, what it's, what it's set in. Um, I believe you probably just choose your faction. You're either on, you know, one side Access or the other. Or allies, right? Right. Um, I'm not sure how, how far, uh, like, what exact allies you can be, or you know, whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's something to keep an eye out, uh, eye out on. Um, yeah, it looks uh, like it. It looks pretty good. Uh, it's really weird to see like a first-person World War II shooter coming from Square Enix. Yeah, it's uh. So. I was actually gonna look up real quick just to see what um. It was announced via a Kickstarter campaign in 2016, early 2016. Mm-hmm. Um. Early access launches February first, 2018. I heard it's supposed to be coming up pretty quick, though. I, I bet this, you know, quote-unquote early access is really just like a, sort of like a technical beta. Um, I mean, it, it seems like it's pretty much there. Uh, they're just going to be, like, stressing out servers and things like that, like normal. Um, they do yeah, have very their, unusual to see from Square Enix. They do have their website, um, battaliongame.com, mm-hmm. kind of tells you about, like, what they have planned. Uh, early access release, of course. Um, 
and then it says that there will be there will be a stability update, a content update in the summer, um, competition update in the uh, in the fall, and then winter. It just says the beginning. Uh, they'll be adding like theater mode, new HUD and UI. Um, okay. And then a new casual map, and then the full release. Oh, full release looks like it's 2019, and they're going to be pushing out some unannounced free DLC as well. Okay. So it looks like That's they have cool. a, a long-term 2018 roadmap for this game. Mm-hmm. So, I guess it's a little bit more about it since neither one of us really had any idea. Yeah. Cool. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, that's Battalion 1944 PC Early Access uh, coming out February 1st. And uh, also on February 1st, also Square Enix. Square Enix dominating the charts over here. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy thirteen, The Zodiac Age, uh, which is kind of like a remastered plus, you know, included all. International edition. Right. Um, that's coming out for PC, finally. Um, cool. So originally released, you know, March 2006 on the PS3. Uh, came out in July oh. 2017 on PS4, right? I, I, I said that wrong. Uh, that's supposed to be PS2. Oh, PS2. Right, right, right. Yeah. I frogged up the... <laughs> I screwed up the... Uh, you always want to fuck up your teleprompter, you know what I mean? Right. Because you'll, you'll just say anything that's put You'll just get a little nip slip if you're yeah. paying attention. Go fuck Ooh. yourself, San Diego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, Fair yeah. Up. So, um... <clears throat> yeah, you know, PS2 game... I mean... I would say an underappreciated Final Fantasy game. Uh, we've we've talked about Final Fantasy uh, twelve plenty. But, yeah. Um, I mean, the biggest you know. thing for me is this was probably the most underappreciated Final Fantasy. Um, yeah. For a I'd long time, and then thirteen came out, and then by the time the end of the thirteen cycle, it was mm-hmm. like, okay, this one is not the most hated Final Fantasy anymore. Actually, yes. we think it's quite good. <coughs> and now, it, now it's since it's re-release. People have been coming out of the woodwork, and they're like, oh, this is my favorite Final Fantasy. And I was mm-hmm. like, man. I mean, this was my... This was... It was my favorite because of how I played it. Of the yeah. setting I played it in. So, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's cool, though. It's cool. It's cool that it's coming out for PC. Um, I, I'm pretty sure we'll see some ridiculous stuff coming up, um, possibly yeah. mod-wise or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, on PC, yeah, I can definitely see some some weird uh, mods for that. Right. Cool. Um, and then moving right along, February second, you have a game called Past Cure, uh, coming out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One's Xbox One from Phantom Eight Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, another game that we didn't know too much about, but I saw it up here and I was like, okay. Um, yeah, let's talk about this one. It's a uh, third-person action-adventure psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first video I saw, I wasn't too impressed with. It, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but it, it said... <clears throat> it lured me in by saying, past cure gameplay uh, was like 22... Oh, 15 minutes of nightmare-fueled stealth. Mm-hmm. And I watched probably about five minutes of it, and nothing had happened. So I skipped closer to the end, and that's, I guess, when the nightmare-fueled stealth started coming in. Um, So, for me, it didn't really work. This game reminds me a lot of that game, uh, PsyOps. I don't know if you ever played that or heard of that game. I I mean, I've seen it. 
because that game had like a huge like following like where do we we want more stuff like that and mm-hmm. it has this game has like a, a paranormal feel to it like you can um like almost astral project yourself okay I, I not maybe that's not the right thing but you can like you used like telepathy to like break things and do mm-hmm. other things. So uh, the the, you know, the full rundown is um, a past cure is a cinematic story driven experience where the player follows the struggle of a broken man searching for missing piece of his mind. With okay. intense cutscene and intriguing story, uh, I, or with intriguing story items uh, throughout the level, players can unravel the story that will keep them guessing until the end. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of like, uh, it, I mean, it relies heavily on stealth, you know, sneaking up behind people, um, putting them down, using your gun as kind of like your last option. Um, mm-hmm. But I still, I, there, there's no horror effect for me. I okay. see a lot of, like, um, like supernatural stuff. Like, there's a... Yeah. I think he just stabbed that guy in his butthole. Hold Sometimes on. Sometimes he got to do I got to go back. Oh. He get he get that guy. He get offied that dude's ass. Yikes! Yeah, let's 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 see that again if I can get this right. Mm. Nope, I missed. It's right here. Sneaking up, get off it! Yeah. Um, Sometimes anyhow. you got to do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I, I see a lot of things. I haven't seen him actually move anything with his mind, but I've seen him break things with his mind, okay, like cameras cool. and you know things that can. Like, they'll draw someone over to a location by moving something in another location. Like, not moving, mm-hmm. but, like, doing an action to make something happen. Like, a machine yeah, drawing noise or, yeah. you know, something. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not too sure about this game. Uh, could just be one to take a look at and, you know, see what you think for yourself. That game is yeah. Past Cure, coming out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One on February 2nd. For sure. Um, yeah, and the last game on our list here, uh, also on February second, uh, UFC three. So this is in the this is like a relaunch of the UFC games. Uh, the the newest UFC like one, two, and three are newer, aren't they? So wasn't there an older version of UFC games? I can't remember. I I'm, um, like I always jump in and like I'll I'll play the like they usually <laughs> do like a technical test or a beta or something. Yeah. And I'll jump in and I'll try that, but I'd never go further than that. Yeah. So I, I'm um, pretty so out anyways, of the loop. Yeah, EA Sports, EA Canada. Um, it's coming out on PS4 and Xbox One on February 2nd. Uh, I mean, h- how much description do you need here? <laughs> you know, right. it's UFC 3. Yeah, it's you jump in, two people punching each other in the face in a mm-hmm. octagon surrounded by... A couple a knees getting thrown around. Metal fence. Right. Man, that is my favorite, though. I love when someone, when they grapple each other... And, mm-hmm. and, and and they're holding each other there. And then just a hard the, knee comes out of nowhere. The one guy just does the wrong move and the other guy catches him right on the head. Right on the yep. face. Just a heavy yep. knee. That's the best knockout that you could probably get. That other or, than throwing a dude straight to sleep. Or or throwing a dude literally to nap time. Um <laughs> like I, I don't know, I, I like the heavy knee and then I like the big spinning heel kick. Uh-huh. If you catch yeah, yeah. someone with a big spinning heel kick and they and they go out that's bedtime. That's that's the way to go. Well, you're gonna you're gonna get CTE. You're gonna have to go to a doctor. Like, <laughs> the brain can't take that kind of thing. So, I mean, the game looks fantastic, though. Like, uh-huh. um, 
Yeah, I, I do know there are a ton of bugs. Like I've seen, like sometimes the fighters will start to break out of where the the ground plane is, and one of the fighters will be up like higher, like up oh, his feet funny. will be up by where the fence is. Like he's just hovering, like like a t- two feet off the ground. Yeah, and they're trying to punch each other, but the one guy's just punching under the other guy, and the other guy's punching uh-huh. over the. Um, yeah, it's it's really stupid. So I, I don't know what kind of bugs. Um, to expect with this game, but I'm sure that we'll There's always see them around and we'll get a good laugh at them. But, yeah, your standard thing where, you know, you have to block the incoming punches, you know, whether their body or their head. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, while trying to deflect against being taken to the ground or... Uh, and then, you know, you're trying to do all the same thing. That guy just got kicked in the head. That was mm-hmm. cool. Um... But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's pretty much your standard game. If you've seen the UFC before, you know what you're getting here. Um, yeah, I'm surprised. I didn't see a technical test for this one. Usually yeah. I do. Surprising. Yeah. Um, and yeah, do we uh, we actually do have some missed stuff this week. Right. Um, so as always, you know, uh, if, if there's anything that came out that we don't mention, let us know on Facebook.com slash MammothGamesInc. On Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc., Mammoth Games Inc. at gmail.com. Pretty much if you search Mammoth Games Inc., we're somehow affiliated or, you know, <laughs> there's some account there. Right, um, right. But yeah, so this this last week we missed a couple of things that actually, um, one of them specifically is right up my alley. Uh, the Red Strings Club came out on PC. That's from Deconstruct Team, which is the guys that made uh, Gods Will Be Watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Devolver Digital. Um well, huh. interesting that I said guys on that. Um, basically, the game is like uh, super... Uh, it's it's a cyberpunk bartending narrative uh, gorgeous looking game. Um, there's like a corporate conspiracy involved. There's like existential questions that you're answering. There's a lot going on in this game. They're and, hanging uh, actually, right now. Uh, I'm very happy to know that. That's, that's specifically like what I look for in what kind of game I'm going to get. Yeah, reach that hand down and hang that dong a little bit. But, um, you know, the game's got, like, uh, they really do explore... Um, a San Diego hello. Yeah. The game the game wants to explore kind of, like, sexuality and uh, gender and things like that. I mean, along with a lot of other just kind of, like, existential, like, life questions. Um, and there was uh, kind of some big news from uh, Waypoint, which is Vice News Gaming, Um they were talking about how, like, in the game, a transgendered character, uh, they have, like, their previous, like, birth name used in the game as, like, a solution to a puzzle, which kind of caused a stir in the, like, LGBTQ gamer community. Um, so that was, like, something that kind of called my attention to the game. And, you know, from everything I've heard, everybody's like, okay, you still definitely want to buy it. Like, it's still a really cool game. There's still nothing else really like it. But, uh, you know, keep in mind that that's in there. So, uh, one of the members, this is like a three or four person team. One of the members of the team is trans. So, the after that criticism came out, it was kind of like, oh, well, here's the trans person. Talk to them. And it's like, it's not really their job. Like, Yeah, that's not uh, their, I mean. Yeah, I don't think they're there to be PR, <clears throat> right, you know. But if they are working on it, and yeah. if, that, if that were me, it would feel, uh, pr- you know, like a little bit of a tighter connection to the mm-hmm. game than yeah, if for it was sure. just a normal game. So, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of really interesting discussion around the game. Um, 
you know, it's not 100% negative or anything. So, right. Um, it's, it looks, it's definitely it looks, something to look into. I mean, just to like hear about it. It's, it's super interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's a pixel art game, a pixel art cyberpunk, uh, right. Bartending game that tackles all those things that we were talking about. Um, right. it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely interesting. I wonder how much free, um, like, publicity they got out of that well i wonder how much um like you're i wonder how much leash they let you run on in the game you know what i mean oh, okay yeah yeah. like yeah I, i've heard it's really good but i mean i, I, I haven't you know how much on rails i should have said right so i don't know it looks yeah, cool um devolver. definitely go give that one a look it's devolver you know we love devolver here yeah. um yeah definitely something to uh uh take a look at that one's For sure. uh, the Red String Club, and I'll actually let you take the next one too because I know you were a bit more. I think okay. Well, I, I, I didn't know, know too much this. about it either. Um, this so. is from the the group that made uh, Towerfall Ascension. Um, Matt makes games is the main credited uh, person, although that's not like a nailed down team that kind of like changes each game. Right. Um, but yeah, Celeste uh, that came out on Switch, PS4, PC, Xbox One, Mac. Uh, this was, what, a couple days ago from when we were recording? It was like the 25th, 26th? Yeah. Um, yeah, it came out a day later on Xbox than on everything else, which is kind of weird. Yeah, but, very um, weird. Yeah, so uh, this is a, kind of like a, a challenging platformer. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a game. Like Super Meat Boy, but with like <clears throat> a lot more uh, interesting graphics. Yeah, it, they start off by saying it's a game about climbing a mountain and yeah. that's that's what it's about um I mean, in that if you like if you've seen uh, towerfall ascension it's in the same graphical right, fidelity right. um and uh but yeah it's just like a super meat boy um like puzzle game um one of the crazier things that drew my attention to it um was ign gave it a 10 out of 10 oh yeah ign loved it uh, yeah, they they loved it, um, and as well, it's out on the Switch, so that's that. I mean, that seems to be a great place to house a game like this. Mm-hmm. So, but you can get it everywhere: Switch, PS4, PC, Xbox One, and Mac. So, yep. like, the dude made it accessible literally for everybody. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so. uh, yeah, it's it's like apparently, uh, I don't know. It seems like super punishing. And that's yeah. part of the like marketing ploy. I, if you're not watching it on stream, like go look up a trailer. It's like mind numbing. Like it's extremely complex. Yeah. Um, um, it's like if you've ever I, seen I those videos. If you ever see those videos of people who made their own like hell levels of like Mario and stuff, like from the Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of that because there's like. I mean, the only other th- game that I can compare it to is Super Meat Boy because of how right, just how hardcore the game is. You're gonna fail a million times trying to do something, right? So I mean, it, it it's not an easy, it won't be an easy game, an easy platformer, but people mm-hmm. love it. Cool. Yeah. And that one is out now since we both of those Red String Club and Celeste yep. are both out now um, since we missed them last week. Yeah. And cool, moving right along, we do have, uh, we don't have as much in the demos and 3D section as we usually do, but you can go head on over to um, 
HumbleBundle.com. You can check out the Paradox Interactive Bundle for 2018. Yeah, um, this is definitely one I recommend for uh, people who are into like strategy games. Um, these guys pretty much like cornered the market. Right. Um, so you can get, uh, for $1, you get Cities in Motion 2, which is one of the predecessor games to City Skylines. Not the best city builder, um, but, I mean, certainly something to check out. Uh, it's, it has a lot to do with, like, the transit, um, which is why City Skylines is really good uh, as far as, like, the transit and stuff goes. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, Magicka 2 is kind of a top-down, like, co-op adventure, sort of uh, Diablo-esque. Um, I don't know, that was kind of tough to describe. And then uh, Majesty 2, uh, with all of the expansions, um, it, that one's like a RTS, kind of like, uh, not quite um, Warcraft RTS games, but kind of in a similar vein. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are pretty cool. And then it has, you know, multiplayer if you want to do that. Those are all older. Um, if you do more than the average, which as of recording is 739, um, you'll also unlock Crusader Kings 2 with the Old Gods DLC. So that's a good one. I'm, I'm waiting for Crusader Kings 3 personally, but very good game, very big cult hit. In the meantime. Um, yeah. yeah. Pillars of Eternity, which was, um, that was, a uh, Obsidian's return to the, uh, I don't know, the uh, isometric RPG that made Bioware famous. Um, right. Hearts of Iron 3 collection, <clears throat> which, you know, there's a Hearts of Iron 4 now. Uh, Europa Universalis 3 complete collection. Again, there's a Uni Europa Universalis 4. Uh, so, yeah, it's, that's a good way into some of the older stuff. And then if you do $12 or more, you also get Stellaris, which, of course, I recommend. It's it's a, a really good um, space... RTS grand strategy. Yeah, we talked uh, about that. Stellaris one is my favorite of of their games so far. So right. I'm definitely looking forward to Crusader Kings three if that if and when that drops. But for now, Stellaris is my favorite. And twelve bucks, not bad for that and everything else because it's still like a forty dollar game as far as I know. Wrong button. Yeah, yeah, it's a good deal. Um, definitely, if you guys have. Uh... If you have a need for any of those games, you might as well just pay up to that twelve and try out Stellaris. So, mm -hmm. cool. And there's always other stuff on there. Um, <clears throat> earlier this week, they ran um, Amnesia for free. Um, yep. They have a Bethesda Winter Sale going on. Um, Witcher Winter Sale. Dying Light. Yeah, they have too. a huge sale going on right now. Civ Six has a big sale going on. So. Yeah, definitely, I mean, actually, yeah, here definitely they... Definitely check all those out. Yeah, 60% off the Witcher 3. Um, Ark has 40% off. GTA has 50% off. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff going on, so... Mm -hmm. Even some newer ones. Assassin's Creed Origin, 30% off. So Destiny far, 35 off. I have been, uh, I've been very pleased with Humble Bundle since their acquisition, so far. Yeah, we were really, like, uh, standoffish about that, so... Yeah. Um, it's good to see that it's still going the same way that it was previously. So, <clears throat> Cool. We'll just go ahead and uh, move right along into um, all of the weekly news. Uh, you know, this is that standard segment where we talk about everything that happened throughout the week and cool different things that we saw that we just wanted to talk mm -hmm. about. Um, first up, we have 
a game that it, it we'll talk about this game it, it's a game that had um an a mobile release that was downloaded like i think like 18 million times um but this is not that game this is a ps4 game coming from platinum games mm-hmm. um and it's called grand blue fantasy project relink um so that's if you're looking for this game make sure you add the project relink part in there right um otherwise you can get you know some mixed stuff um so this game i i have no idea about the the background where it's coming from um what it's doing because Mm -hmm. i've never followed that grand blue series and i imagine that it's off of that series of um off that series of games and like animated like movies um but they 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 have a video and that's what caught my eye um yeah it's side games and platinum games um i think size the guys who make the mobile um but yeah you can go look it up on youtube i really recommend it or you can go see it on our facebook um Mm -hmm. you might have to dig through just a little bit to find it because i think we posted it earlier uh in uh, the week yeah it was almost as soon as the podcast came out i think is when i uh post it so it might have been monday yeah yeah uh but the starting <laughs> out behind this thing is pretty cool um it has the composer from most of the older final fantasy games mm-hmm. uh well all of the final fantasy games barring 13 and 15 lost odyssey and he's worked on a bunch of other stuff um so the music is uh is stellar he's worked on the other games before as well it's it, it's pretty impressive um but the game it looks it looks great it looks for being such an early look at it um everything is flushed out yeah graphically in, it's amazing in game it looks like what you would imagine a cut like almost like a kind of like a cut scene would look like in mm-hmm. it would almost look like a like like in like you're watching an anime right the game just looks yeah. that good it looks um, really good it looks like a final fantasy uh cg movie <laughs> yeah um and they have this piece where it just shows this uh um this young female knight walking through this town i i think um and you can see this town people are doing their own thing and in the distance there's a huge airship massive mm. airship it looks great um and then about halfway through the video it breaks off and that character is joined by three other characters and you're seeing the battle. You get to see the HUD for the first time um, mm-hmm. and how you play. And it's uh, um, an, like an active time battle system. Uh, mm-hmm. So you use a move and I think there's like a small cooldown on that move until it's ready again. So if it's like like the leveling up, I can imagine like, okay, it takes, this is a big move. There's 12 seconds between each time you can mm-hmm. use it you know as you level it up it'll probably shrink like now it's only nine seconds um and it does more damage and yeah it's pretty cool i'm not sure if you can control these other characters um but yeah the second part of the video shows them fighting some uh like wargs or uh like wolves and goblins um Mm -hmm. and then halfway and then after they finish them off um i think a bigger like orc goblin kind of comes out of this gate um he has a huge uh like tower shield mm-hmm. 
And uh, yeah, it, it. I mean, can't say enough about how good it looks. It, it looks it looks phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, so yeah, if you like, I said if you guys get a chance, um, just look it up on YouTube. Grand Blue Fantasy Project Relink by Platinum Games. Um, yeah, I think this will be something uh, a lot of our RPG fans will be stoked for. Yeah, it's looking really cool. For sure. Um, yeah, and some other news. Uh, again, something hopefully cool. Um, basically, uh, Crystal Dynamics, which is... <clears throat> I guess they're known most recently for like the new Tomb Raider games. Yeah. Um, they're gearing up for a Avengers project. Um, and they've uh, yeah. they've gotten they kind of released this news of this this team of industry veterans that they have working on it. Uh, the Naughty Dog creative director Sean Eskeg that we talked about leaving Naughty Dog. Uh, I don't know, like a couple weeks ago, maybe. Um, he is going to be the creative director. Uh, for this Avengers project. Uh, Stephen Barry worked 27 years at Visceral Games. He's going to be the director of production. Um, let's see. Other new... Uh, they're, you know, they're talking about other artists and engineers and animators. Uh, some other AAA studios such as Monolith, um, Sledgehammer, uh, people who worked on Arkham Origins, and people who worked on the first new Star Wars Battlefront. So... Um, you know they're they're talking about how they want to like really want this to be something that's going to be played for years to come. The studio's made tremendous progress. Um, it's really interesting. I mean, they got like a dream team sort of together yeah. to work on this, um, which is kind of ironic considering what the Avengers is. Yeah, but like it, it's it's kind of funny because um, I went to school with a kid who's working on this game, mm -hmm. and he's yeah he was like. Uh, he was. He had to tell everyone that he was working on the new Tomb Raider until it yeah. came out, which was isn't that weird? I, I was like, that's cool. It's awesome that you're working on the new new Tomb Raider. And then he's like, no, it's actually Avengers. And it's like, son of a right. bitch, you got in on a great project. And more yeah, so, right. it's it's gearing up to be better, you know, with the addition of um, all these guys. Yeah, like Sean Esky and Barry uh, or Stephen Barry. Um, yeah, I mean. I think I think this game's going to do well. It depends on what we're getting, though. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people are kind of fearing that this is going to be an Avengers MOBA. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. This could go a lot of ways. Yeah, I'm. I, yeah, I really think it's going to be like an Overwatch style um, Avengers game because, like, how could that not work? <laughs> right. Um, I could totally see that, but. Uh, they're going to have to do something to differentiate from the crowd because a lot of those style games are getting murdered. In fact, we have a story about that later. Yeah, but, I would um, I would really like to see this kind of be a uh, a return of that um, like X-Men Brotherhood style game. Mm -hmm. But I mean like I mean it, it's it's been a while. I mean th those X-Men games were back on PS2. What was the newer one? It was um, Avengers. Mhm. Mm Avengers something. I don't know. I can't remember. But the... Yeah, it, it's kind of that, like, almost Diablo-esque... Uh, oh, uh, Ultimate Alliance? Yeah, Ultimate Alliance. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be cool to have a, a nice return to that with something that works right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of options. Excited to see where they go with it. So we'll be... Uh, we'll probably keep it up on this one pretty heavy. Okay. Cool. Uh, 
and up next, we actually broke the news pretty early, like right mm-hmm. alongside everyone else. Uh, God of War finally got a release date, um, releasing April 20th, alongside uh, the same day as uh, the Nintendo um, Cardboard Creation Kit Labo. Um, mm-hmm. But they have uh, several editions. <clears throat> that, yeah, of the game they have. Um, they have the regular edition you can just buy sixty bucks. Um, then they have the God of War Digital Deluxe Edition comes with the full game download, um, a digital art book by Dark Horse Comics, um, a digital comic book by Dark Horse Comics, uh, comic book issue zero, which I believe you'll only be able to get through here. You'll be able to probably probably pick up issue one and on mm-hmm. going forward. <clears throat> you'll get a PS4 dynamic theme the Death's Vow armor set, and the Exile's Guardian Shield. Um, (laughs) And if you pre-order it at any uh, participating locations, you can also grab the um, Kratos um, and... What's his son's name? Uh, Atreus? It's it's a physical pin, like a lapel pin. Oh, wow. Um, So, you got that. Um, And then they have a collector's edition, of course. Um, that comes with a, a nine-inch Kratos and Atreus statue uh, by, mm-hmm. the, by Gentle Giants. Um, it shows Kratos' axe um, going through a, one goblin's head that's on the ground while his son has shot an arrow into another goblin's head on the ground. Um, it comes with a steel bookcase, uh, two-inch um, Holdra brother carvings, so they're little wooden carving figures. Uh, an mm-hmm. exclusive lithograph and a cloth map includes digital content. Uh, and, you know, like we said before, the Death Vows armor set, the Exile Guardian Shield, the comic book from Dark Horse, the art book from Dark Horse, and the dynamic theme. So you get everything from before, oh. plus the statue, lithograph, map, steelbook case. Um, and then the big one, they have the Stonemasons edition, which comes with everything that I mentioned before as well. Mm-hmm. A stonemason's ring, a physical ring, um, a murmur head talk, uh, talking keychain, um, uh, two, and then you get two more wooden carvings. You get a, a horse and a troll, um, two-inch carvings, and then you get the deal, uh, the uh, digital content. You get another um, shield, defender of the chosen. Um, mm-hmm. The prices on those you'll be paying for the digital deluxe. Um, I think that one was sixty nine ninety nine. The collector's edition, one twenty nine ninety nine. That comes with the statue, and then the mm-hmm. stonemason's edition, which comes with the statue and everything else, one forty nine ninety nine. Huh. So um, there was a lot to that. I mean, there, I mean, we got the release yeah. date. We got to look at a lot of the stuff that you you know people will be picking up. Um, you know, with that, uh, kind of cool. If you want a deeper look at that, you can always head on over to our Facebook and check it out there, too. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And it's interesting that uh, they released the date um, about a week after Nintendo releases that they're going to be coming out with their Labo kit Mm -hmm. on the the same day. Yeah. So um, I think we're getting closer to that time where we'll start to see a lot more Sony games. starting to get dates i'm hoping because as you know from psx everything was uh yeah we'll we'll bring that out in the fall uh yeah we'll bring that out in the summer you know there's nothing nothing solid there Mm -hmm. so 
Cool. Uh, oh, they did. Uh, they also did do a new um, little story trailer that you can check out. Um, it's literally just called God of War Story Trailer. Um, not too bad. Uh, it, it's always nice to see um, what the game's going to finally look like. There were a lot of people talking about it, like. They liked the changes that were made to the character, but then now the environment looks worse. And it's like, well, you know, I, th this is this is more reminiscent of the final product. Whereas what we were seeing before was this is what it should look like, mm -hmm. but you know we're not fully. It's not it, we're not fully realized. We haven't put in our limitations. We're just building at this point. Right. So when you put in. When you have to put in limitations because this game's not going to be played, you know, straight on a PC that's running at, you know, the max everything you can run, you have to kind of have to kind of lower your expectations a little bit. So it still looks great. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I'm really excited for God of War. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be really good. I think. Yeah. I'm excited for the new setting. At, mm -hmm. I think the most. Um, by three, I was already kind of done with the God of War games. It's like it, it was very—we're getting the same thing over and over again. And right. uh, I think these guys took um, took a page out of Naughty Dog's book. You know, they kind of they've kind of grown up a little bit mm -hmm. moving forward. So pretty good. Yes. Right, what do you um, got? So speaking of pretty good. Uh, there's possibly going to be a Duke Nukem movie being made and if it is made by some unholy sin on earth <laughs> it's going to be played by John Cena I, I don't understand I don't, I don't understand that that casting choice because everyone knows you can't see John Cena so we're just going to be watching yeah, what am I gonna an actorless screen for a long time it's a uh, I mean Oh, okay, man. why would you make it? A, B, didn't you learn your fucking lesson? And C, nobody wants to see Duke Nukem. <laughs> why did we move this? Why was this even in our weekly? <laughs> this should have been oh, down that's a good in, point. in our who, good point. Uh, who the fuck asked for it section, which is a new yeah. section we'll be debuting at the end. <laughs> so we'll just pretend that this is this should have been in the who the fuck asked for it section. Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah, I like it's all around bad. Like I understand that John Cena is trying to he's not trying to distance himself from WWE by any means. He's just trying to do his thing, you know. He's trying to be the next Rock. He's trying to be Dwayne Johnson. Well, yeah, good fucking luck on that. But which is really funny because a few WrestleManias ago, they had it was The Rock versus John Cena and John Cena was bashing The Rock for doing exactly what John Cena is doing right now. Right, being a part-time wrestler and not uh, and and doing all this movie bullshit, just coming right. back when the money is good enough. So it, it, it's it's really funny that John Cena is doing this. He's been in quite a few movies. Um, yeah, he's been in a lot of comedies. Movie. Yeah, um, he's usually he's like a B character. Um, Ferdinand mm -hmm. just came out and he was the lead actor, voice actor. Or was he on Ferdinand? Um, hmm. And that just came out. And now, now we're looking, we're looking down. We're rolling right into the next one. Yep. <clears throat> cool. Uh, next up was probably one of our biggest stories um, over the past week. Mm -hmm. um, 
the Xbox Game Xbox Game Pass is uh, a thing you pay like ten bucks a month, and you get access to all of these games, uh, hundred plus games. Um, you can play them at any time. You just kind of jump into them. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff on there. There's Xbox One, Xbox 360, but most of the 360s are backwards compatible, so you can play all of those right. all on your Xbox One. Hell yeah. Um, well, they've announced that this is now going to include not only all of the games that are already there, adding more every month, it's also going to include Xbox exclusive games. Right. Which, that's pretty crazy, because, like, you would think that would be the main focus of, like, okay, we really want to get these Xbox exclusive games, like, that's what we want to make our money on. Right. Because that's what they're really heavily investing in. And instead, they're like, oh, well, let's just see if we can get people to sign up for this Game Pass. Which is, what, 15 bucks a month? Something like that? Uh, I think it's nine ninety nine. Nine, uh, ten month? Yeah. Um, so, I guess to elaborate a bit more, <clears throat> you get Xbox ex- first-party exclusive games. Games like Sea of Thieves, Crackdown 3, State of Decay 2. <clears throat> they will all be on Xbox Games Pass day one. So, instead of buying that game day one, you can just mm-hmm. buy the Game Pass and then play it for $10. Bucks. Um, and it, it, it led a lot of people to wonder what the deal is. Like, what are we going to be doing here? Is this right. Game Pass going to be a... Uh, like, is, is that the way they want to shift a lot of their first-party stuff? Like, are we going to start seeing, oh, you're only going to be able to get this game day one on Games Pass? Yeah. And are we going to see a lot more things that are episodic? So mm-hmm. they bring out this game that. where, yeah, they chop it up into, like, nine segments, and this month you get this part of it, this month this part of it, um, mm-hmm. which will be incredibly frustrating. Hey, I agree with that, for sure. Yeah. I don't know, it's it's interesting, because, like, if you're a streamer, this could be a really good way in. Oh, because, yeah. Because, like, you would just always have access to all the games, and it's ten bucks a month. So, like, if you get two, well, what's the breakdown? If you get, like, three subscribers on Twitch, it's free for you to do that. You know what I mean? Yes. So, well, like... Well, you actually have to get six subscribers because, as an affiliate, Twitch takes half fifty percent. Okay, so yeah, you get several people subscribed, and it's free to you, and you have all the new Xbox games whenever they come out. You can go back and play a backlog of quite a few games. I mean, you could sit on your stream and be like, "Hey, what is what looks interesting to people?" And of course, everybody says Farm Simulator eighteen, so you go play that for six days. Right. You know what I mean? So. Um, I mean, it's interesting. It's got, like, Fable 3's in there and Mad Max. I mean, Massive Chalice. There's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, there's a heavy and amount 10 of... 10 bucks a month's pretty good. I know that <clears throat> companies have been wanting to move to more, uh, like, subscription-based because it's, like, you can just handle your money so much better. Like, it's hard to say how many people are going to buy, let's say, Halo Wars 2. Right. But if you can just get them to subscribe to something where they pay you $120 a year, kind of who gives a shit if they buy that game? Because you can just make whatever you want. Because instead of having to fight for that cut of money, which is, you know, you have to split that between manufacturing the disc, shipping it, um, you know, the retailer takes some cut of the disc. Instead of sharing that 60 bucks, you get to keep a whole 10 per month. Or 120 per year. You know? Right. So, it's interesting. I mean, this is what has allowed, uh, you know, Netflix to expand so quickly, um, Amazon to a certain extent, Hulu. It's because 
having a subscriber gives you a lot of money because you're guaranteed their money for that month, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'll be interested to see if this... It seems like basically what their little news article was saying was like, hey, Xbox Games Pass has done well, but we want it to do a lot better, so we're going to make this huge push. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what this kickstarts for the rest right. of the industry. Exactly. I mean, like, think... Uh, so Netflix, you know, they share X number of movies that you can watch, and you pay X number of dollars per month to watch whatever you want. And they kind of take analytics of what you're watching or whatever, but they don't really care. As long as you're watching something and staying subscribed, they don't really care what you're watching. Right. And that eventually allowed them to create their own television shows, their own movies. Um, you know, they, they, they do, like, stand-up specials. They have uh, money for documentaries. I mean, Netflix yeah, this is... was getting, like, Oscars. You know it, I mean? it, it, it's a full new venue for comedians, for sure. Right. Like, Certainly. I mean, comedy has changed because yeah. of a Netflix, Hulu. Yeah. It's guys. like they're not like Comedy Central originals. It's like Netflix originals. Right. So, so um, yeah, it will cool. be really interesting to see. I mean, will we get to a time when it's like, you know, Xbox will start funding a bunch of indies because they just want to be able to put their shit on uh, the Xbox Games Pass? Yeah. Don't know. That could be really <clears> cool. <throat> will they start funding big studios to do that? not hard to say so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see where it goes you know yeah a lot of options we'll see what uh what yeah, comes really of it excited. but this is this is great um i believe yeah. this also works on pc it has that like cross yeah uh, play this like doesn't just uh, work on, on xbox store on pc right right so you can get this uh 10 bucks you can play i think all of these games on pc as well so well whatever's available on pc right 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 um so yeah, check into that. Not bad at all. It could save you guys a ton of money. Yep. Cool. Did you want to take the next one? You may take it. Uh yeah. So um, David Jaffe, uh, kind of got got here. Um, yeah. So did. the Bartlett Jones Detective, uh, the Bartlett Jones Supernatural Detective Agency, which is David Jaffe's studio, uh, basically had to lay off the majority of their staff. Um, they they canceled whatever. Uh, they're they're working on right now. Um, yeah, they no idea of what it was. Nobody. <clears throat> it was an unannounced title. Right. Um, well, that blog is not helpful at all, is it? Oh no, this is their website. I, oh okay. I, I I believe it is. It says I think it's like just like a blog spot. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Like I think David Jaffe is somebody who. He, he needs, he's kind of like what I was saying about, um, you know, like at Quantic Dream, like David Jaffe needs an editor. He needs somebody to kind of hold the reins on him. He needs somebody to slow him down because... I, I really feel that David Jaffe, he did great stuff. Yeah. There's n nobody arguing that, but, and he still has great ideas. I mean, look at the name of the studio. Fucking fantastic. Amazing name. That is possibly one of the better names for any <laughs> studio that ever existed to make it like a supernatural detective agency fantastic amazing yeah. <clears throat> but his game ideas are so off the wall and they feel really um unfinished yeah i mean well, look at his last project look at his last project look at what was that drawn to life yeah it it Huge was a failure cool idea but it it flopped yeah. real hard. It was not. It was very like rudimentary. 
like, third-person shooter. Mm -hmm. There was nothing really fancy or cool. I mean, there were a few... It had cool ideas, but they just weren't executed with the flair that video games know today. So it makes me really feel like he's kind of like... I don't want to say past his prime, but... Well... He's. I, I mean, mean, he's an old man at this point. He's he's older. I mean, he's created a lot of his hits were on PS One, PS Two. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, God of War was extremely good mm-hmm. because he had a studio of people around him that were like, okay, let's figure out how to make that work for what you just said. Right. Um, for Twisted Metal, Sony was like, okay, here's how this is going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's he's somebody that he needs to be contained. I'm afraid he'll just kind of go do his own thing too much. Yeah, I, I feel like he if he would have been contained, it would have forced him to grow a bit more. Yes, <clears throat> in in the sense of if he would have stayed with God of War, it would have forced him to evolve because he would have been surrounded by the people that were interested in what he was doing. You mm-hmm. know, people like Neil Druckmann, people like now Hideo Kojima. Uh, right, you know, people at Media Molecule and more. Um, but yeah, he broke the news on Twitter saying, uh, "Wanted y'all to hear it from me before anyone else. We had a project canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been forced to lay off the vast majority of the Barletta Jones uh, Supernatural Detective Agency staff game division. Uh, more mm-hmm. news to come, but for now, that's what's up. Um, heartbreaking for the amazingly talented crew that's now out of work. Um, but we do know." In the past, um, you know, if you work, you know, especially if you work for David Jaffe, you're pretty much guaranteed that someone will go, hey, we're working on whatever games you want to, like, especially something like Borderlands 3. Well, they'll probably be picked up, right? <clears throat> yeah, they'll be picked up pretty quick. Um, <clears throat> but there's, I mean, there's been a pattern of similar stuff. I mean, like, if you consider other kind of, uh, I guess, game designers or, you know, like, people like David Jaffe. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just had Cliff Blazinski do a similar fuck-up with Lawbreakers. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're seeing a lot of that kind of stuff. I mean, I know there's more that I, I can't think of right now because it's a little older. But, um, you know, we're having this thing where people are like, oh, okay, I'm leaving this, like, studio space because they're stifling my creativity or whatever. And then they get out, and it's like, there's a reason they were stifling it. It's because your creativity, like, raw creativity does not sell copies of games. Yeah. You know what I mean? You go too unless far. you're Media Molecule. <laughs> yeah. That's so, true. you know, it's... And, and even then, how many people at Media Molecule have to work together to get that game going? You know what I mean? Oh, I need to it, it just, It's very difficult... Yeah, I did too. <laughs> it's very difficult to get something made to a certain level of quality when it's all being controlled by the brain of one guy. Like, just one person isn't good enough to make a game in almost every circumstance... Certainly a complex game. Word. You know. I just went rare. back and I checked out the <coughs> uh, the chat for the stream and Grim asked what day uh, God of War come out. And you said 420 blaze it. He has no idea what that means. Yeah, I know, right? He Like, we were talking about it and he's like, what's 420? That's funny. The other day. And it, it was it was an explanation that I still don't think he fully understood. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got him. I just, I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, we <laughs> talked about that the other day. Um, but cool. Uh, next up is more 
I guess, bad news. I, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Um, mm-hmm. Epic Games released a statement about Paragon saying that Paragon is fully closing down on April yep. 26th. Um, and they started with, uh, they started with, hey everyone, with heavy hearts we've decided to close down Paragon, we appreciate you. And then they kind of go on to say um, they feel that the path for us to grow Paragon, um, feel there wasn't a clear path to grow Paragon. Yeah, there's just well. no way to like keep um, the player base up to make it profitable. And the game was pl- played as a MOBA, but an action MOBA, where you control mm-hmm. it in a third, close third person. And um, yeah. it just, I like, I played it. I disliked it. Um, I had a friend who played it. He really liked it. Uh, I, and he played it for a long time, so I, I haven't talked to him in a while. I'm not sure how he uh, took this. He was still playing it. But their idea here was we're closing down this so we can focus on the successful Fortnite. Right. Um, or, you know, potentially new projects. That we or don't or potentially something new, of course, yeah. Um, but uh, trying to make this right, Epic is offering a full refund to every Paragon player for every purchase on any platform. Yeah, that's crazy. That is insane. Um, <coughs> so it's like we realize this isn't profitable. And mm-hmm. not only is it not profitable, it's so unprofitable that we're going to give you all of your money back so you can put that into something else for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it, it's it's totally wild. I mean, um, I, I I honestly can't believe that it was even considered to do refunds on something right. like this. Right. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. As well, um, you you won't just get a refund if you bought it. So mm-hmm. um, you have to create, uh, I think, like an account, and then you have to go to. Um, you have to go to like an epic site it says right here you can request a refund and it has a link on here mm-hmm. so um if you have bought that you can go and search that out and get your refund um yeah. but they'll continue operations on paragon servers until april 26 2018 um yeah and then yeah they also say as player population continues to decrease matchmaking times will further or uh and quality will further degrade so it's like yeah, the longer you sit here and try to play this game, you know, the worse it's going to get for you, so just expect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but crazy, though. Like, that was a big one that broke, um, I think it was yesterday. Uh, no, it was yeah. a couple days ago. A couple days ago. 25th. Um, but yeah, that's that's nuts. Um, I wonder where they're going to go with those characters. They had a lot of characters, especially that dual-wielding pistol guy with uh, mm-hmm. like the metallic arm. Uh, bracers. I, I wonder what they're going to do with what they're going to do with that. I wonder if they're going to move him into a different game. Like maybe we'll see him in like a new Unreal tournament, or maybe we'll see him, you know, wherever. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I definitely I played a little bit of Paragon uh, when it was in like a beta. Right. Um, and it wasn't for me, but I could definitely see people enjoying it, and it just wasn't really able to you know, cut, capture enough of a crowd. Definitely. Yeah, it just, it, it felt, I don't know, just kind of like stagnant. Like, I already dislike MOBAs. So, mm-hmm. it was really not for me. And I was I thought the action aspect of it would have uh, yeah. drawn me in. But it just led to me running out there um, and getting the shit kicked out of me by mm-hmm. wh- whoever else. It was always like a two-on-one scenario. I was playing by myself, but, you know, actively taking part in the team, 
But teammates will just leave you. They'll just leave you to mm-hmm. die. So they can continue doing what they're doing. Um, okay. Which really, really sucks. And then in the chat, it's all just PC players bashing console players. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's cross-platform. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that sucked. It just, it was, it was a toxic, for, for one, it was a toxic environment. It was always, like, every match I was in, it was PC players bashing, and then the console players getting pissed and calling them names, and, yeah. It wasn't even worth staying in the, uh, chat. Mm-hmm. Or even looking at it, so. Yeah. <clears throat> but whatever. Um, that one's, that one's done, though. <clears throat> um, and it'll be interesting to see uh, the progress of this next story. Um, Facebook is introducing monetization for gaming streamers in a new pilot program. Uh, basically, what the article says here from Polygon, um, Facebook's introducing a new system for game streamers that attempts to hop into the ring with YouTube and Twitch. Um, exploring ways for fans to back their favorite gaming creators via payments during select live streams on Facebook. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, that's really seedy um, um, on what that weird. Means. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, based on the results of our initial test, we'll expand our fan support monetization initiative to more game creators, including participating in our initial pilot program. So it's like, I don't understand what they're saying. Like, Facebook has said they're not introducing a specific ad platform or subscribers. So it's like, you as a viewer just have to leave tips. Yeah. Basically. And you and can't you get, know, they, like... They said, uh... Go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say, and, and you can't, like, subscribe. You can follow the page that it's coming from. Mm-hmm. But you can't get that, like, I'm a recurring member, or a recurring subscriber, or a yeah. recurring, you know, you yeah. can't get that no- notoriety of, like, oh, I've subscribed, this is my fifth month in a row. Mm-hmm. that I've subscribed, and then you get the... Like, on Twitch, you get to type something for, like, two months and three months, like... Like that bullshit, like, keep up the good work, your content's amazing, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. You can't right. even... Can't even do that, which is really good for people who are trying to be actively participating in a larger community. Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like, it's... <laughs> like, I'm really questioning what it is, uh... If, to not do it based on ad revenue? You can guarantee that there will be ads, though. Yeah. That there... And I wonder if that's where Facebook's making their... Making their buck. Mm-hmm. Right. It just, like... Man, the ideal situation would have been, like, okay, here's... Um, like, here's Twitch, and here's YouTube, and you can stream on, you know, all these platforms. And now Facebook should have been, like... And now that integration for those to be shared on a platform, it, it'll just show a media player. It Like, now live will act as... It'll say now live while you're streaming on the channel that's attached. That would have been really good. So you're getting... For your like Twitch account, you're getting people on Facebook. You're getting people on Twitch viewing you. And now they're connected. That would have been good. But instead, they're like, no, here's a different thing that's not as good that you're going to be bummed about using. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, 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 yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Um, okay, I can take the next one, too. This is my, my shit, 100%. The next Dragon Age game has basically been confirmed. Um, 
there was uh, some news stories talking about how Bioware's like really doubling down on Anthem, uh, which is a little concerning. They have all of their studios working on Anthem. Then they have like a side team maintaining Old Republic, and another side team is working on like early, uh, you know, early development for uh, the next Dragon Age game, which is already they've already said that this next Dragon Age is going to be sort of a reboot. So it's like, uh, what does that mean? Like, are we, I don't know, are we going back to like a previous blight? Are we jumping forward in time? Yeah, there's um, so little, there's so little known about know. it, but. Um, the oh, they yeah. they have. I mean, they they have said one thing about. It. I I feel like we're gonna get little things just trickling out about. I, I don't know if we'll get right anything right. about where it like setting until we get the the first trailer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's um. I mean, they've said that basically all we have confirmed is that the next Dragon Age game is going to be a quote live yeah a live game. gaming experience. Um. <laughs> which is has Bioware fans extremely fucking concerned. Uh, so basically, um, Casey Hudson stepped in. You know, Casey Hudson came back from Microsoft to uh, kind of head up um, Bioware after Andromeda came out. And yeah, was to try to save great. this thing from the brink of whatever um, Right. So they're like, okay, dude. Like you are the you are the Bioware guy. You know what's going on here. You know what we want from like higher up. Right. Um, so they, like, moved him back, uh, into the studio, and, um, he said, I've been reading lots of feedback regarding Dragon Age, I think you'll be relieved to see what the team is working on, story and character focused, too early to talk details, but when we talk about, quote, live, it just means designing a game for continued storytelling after the main story. Yeah, Which, it's like, again, what is does that even mean? Because it's like, <clears throat> yeah, like, they've... So this is coming from a studio, or not a studio, but a company that very quickly after Andromeda flopped said, uh, we're not making any more single-player yeah. DLC. So, like, what else is there? Like, am I going to have to subscribe to this? Is this going to be an MMO-style game? I um, I don't know. I Like, I, yeah. I didn't have a bad time with their multiplayer, but I just don't think that there was a... Mm-hmm. For, like, Mass Effect, I don't think there was really a need for... Multiplayer. I think that if yeah. they would have taken that out, it would have caused them to focus a bit more on the story, and they would have been able to do more. With yes, that. exactly. And I, I really think that the multiplayer was their downfall. Same with Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed's multiplayer yeah. was fucking garbage. I don't. And they figured it out, and right. it's fine. I don't hate the multiplayer of either one of them. Like the Assassin's Creed multiplayer, I played a little bit of. Like I certainly wouldn't right. consider myself a fan of it. But on both, like what Assassin's Creed did. Uh, and what Bioware ended up doing on all their games, the multiplayer is fine. I wouldn't go out of my way to play it, but it's like if that was left out, the regular the rest of the game would be yeah. so much better. And because you could devote that time and resources into the main game and not these edge cases that are only going to occur in multiplayer that you don't have to worry about the rest of the game. So, um, but you know, I, I really wish I I really hope that they learn their lesson because. They've just been, like... EA has been shitting on fans. Shitting on people. And they, like... They give you 50% of what you want, and then they just fuck the rest. Yeah. It's... it's, I really hope that they don't, like, tank one of the best game studios ever. I mean, it can't really be argued that, like, Bioware... uh, 
is like defining among video games. It's um, you know, with as far as role playing goes, their engine lasted for a long time, and you know it was used in stuff mm-hmm. like the original Witcher game. Um, it, Bioware, is, I mean, it's one of my it, it is my favorite studio, but it's also one of the most important game studios that's existed. And if EA fucks this studio, I will go ballistic, <laughs> dude. Yeah. I like, mean, that's big. I mean, uh, th- like, I mean, these are the guys that brought us a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that is yeah. now industry standard. It's not just, like, standard right. for them. Like, now in almost any role-playing game, when you talk to someone, you usually get a passing option of what to say. And it's, like, one of the first times I ever saw right. that was in a Bioware game. <clears throat> right. And, uh... It, it's it's really like sucks to see how they've been treated by EA. Um, it's, I mean, like if you follow the creators, I mean, a lot of people they work on a Bioware project and then they flee to a different company. Yeah, and that's not, not a good sign. And I think that shows lack of direction. Um, it leaves a lot of employees going, "Okay, this is fine now, well, the manager. but in a, yeah. in in a year after this project wraps, it won't be fine. I would not want to do that again. I need to get the fuck yeah. out of here." Right, like, and it's it's that's all like that has like management yeah. issues written all over it, you know. So it's like if like I just like I will I will fully lose my mind if Bioware gets closed because EA mismanaged right. into oblivion. Yeah, that that would be that'd be fucking garbage. They have a, uh, I mean they, they do they have they have an ace up their sleeve like we were talking just before the show, and that is like why not right. create a like a Star War, like a good Star Wars game, like make a new Knights of Knights of the Old Republic. Don't make the old, Re- yeah. Don't make Via the Bioware, old Republic. Right. You know, don't make anything like that. Like no, like that right there. Back back in the day when that came out, that would have ended up in the who the fuck asked for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like nobody asked for you yeah. to make this game yeah. that we love into this huge MMO that. Yeah, into something different it's like, that nobody wanted. I mean, and, and that said, it was one of it was one of my favorite MMOs I ever played. But I mean, that's like being my favorite yeah, it's like, dog turd. You know what I mean? Like, it's better than yeah. the rest, but I don't I like mean, it. <laughs> you know? And it is that because you like the everything surrounding it. You like, you know, the company, right. and you like the, you know, you like that it's Star Wars, and you know, it there's there's, there's a lot to that. But exactly. Like, I was going to like it to right. a certain degree, no matter what, and that's pretty much all it got. It got maybe one or two more and, points out of me, and that's and, it. And that's coming so. from someone who's a big fan. So, someone who's exactly. not a, a big fan. A fan boy. Like, that's, like, I, I still have friends right. that actively play that game, but I think it's just mm-hmm. because they hunger for an MMO, and they like Star Wars. That's literally it. Right. And specifically, the Old Republic era of Star Wars is really cool. Completely established by Bioware, almost hands right. down established by Bioware. You know, there's a little bit of extended uh, stuff in like books and comics and stuff, but it was almost entirely based on yeah. Bioware's it's like take work. those. So it's like, dang- how do you get how do you get the Star Wars license, and then you go to Bioware, who created the best Star Wars game ever made, and then you say, uh, make Anthem, but make sure it's a Destiny ripoff with a little bit of Titanfall two flavor. And it's like, dude. Yeah, what the fuck that's, are you doing? that's jacked up. Like, 
but Star Wars wise, the only thing that I, that I yeah. can think the the reason that they wouldn't put it out is they had that that game. It was that was that Star Wars uh, untitled game, I guess. That was uh, the bounty hunter. No, not thirteen thirteen. The one that came after that. That was recently just moved to EA yeah. like Montreal or yeah, Motive. something and. Yeah. After the company got closed down. So it was like, oh, there goes another Star Wars title. It's, you know, into oblivion. There's nothing that, um, you know, right. we're not, we're never going to see that. And they say, wait, we're still working on it. And it's like, are you really still working on it? Or are you just telling us you're working on it? Well, they, they, they said, oh, we're going to completely redo the whole thing. And yeah. that means you're not working on it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the thing that they need to do is, like, let these guys work on <sighs> a Knights game. Let them, whether it's something original, we I mean, were talking before the show, just, like, why not re-release it or something? An H- like a HD rebuild, the way that they're redoing um, Shadow of the Colossus. Right, right. And I guarantee it'd be the best-selling Bioware game. Yeah, it would make years. more, you know we I mean? were saying, it would, that would definitely make more than um, Mass Effect, the newest Mass Effect game. And, and probably, oh, pr- and probably pre-orders yeah. alone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would I would wager to guess that it would be yeah it, it very well could, but uh, maybe not in like if, total lifetime money, but certainly if you day took one, that certainly. and you took this other Star Wars game, gave it to Bioware, and said this is what we had, move forward with it, and then they got the tool, mm-hmm. they had the freedom to tool it any mm-hmm. way that they mm-hmm. wanted, and before that they released the rebuild of Knights of the Old Republic, and then after that came out. They were like, oh, and by the way, there's this. If they didn't even promote it, if at the end, at the wild. end after you beat the game, if there was a thing that just said, oh, and now that you beat that, you beat this, you can look forward to a rebuild of two, and then after the rebuild of two, a brand new game. It would yeah, people it would lose, would lose their shit, and it would put full faith back in to Bioware after the shit, the Mass Effect mm-hmm. bullshit, For and sure. all that. Um, Grim says Anthem could be or sure. could be awesome. Uh, I agree, it could be awesome, but that's true. Yeah, it's it's really <laughs> yeah. It's a I, wait I'm, and see. It's one of those games. I don't. I'm not but, buying uh, day one. I don't think I'm gonna pick that up. I don't know if yeah. I trust EA. Like I trust Bioware, but I don't. I don't trust yeah. EA for that to be a good game. I just can't. Like if it's good, it's because Bioware knows that their ass is on the yeah. line. You know? And they really work to get around. Like, I wonder how beaten down they are from just all the shit that they've taken, kind of from EA. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, just jump through the hoops. I know it ain't good. I mean, they're obviously jumping through hoops. I mean, look at everyone who left, and look at the mm-hmm. like turnover rate. But getting back to the main story, yeah. it will be a live game, <laughs> continuing storytelling mm-hmm. after the main story. I wonder if that means. Right. You'll be able to create your own pieces after the main story for other people to play, or if it means that mm. they're just setting up a ton of DLC to continue the main story. Like they're writing this huge story, yep. they're cutting it down. You get two thirds of it, and that's the end of the story, and then you get that extra third yep. in DLC. Well, the true ending can be found in <laughs> Grim going. I can Grim going on about EA loot boxes. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's so weird. Uh, loot boxes is ridiculous. They're yep. I don't I don't know how companies are still using them. 
even in games that exist, they should take them out. I, yeah, I agree. Uh, weird. But yeah, that's uh, I guess that's our little bit on what's coming up for Dragon Age. Hopefully, hopefully they don't fucking beat it to death like we're don't expecting. Don't fuck me on this. Um, and hopefully, Bioware has focused, uh, shipped all their focus. They went in full hog on Anthem. Mm-hmm. So, full hog on Anthem. That could be. I mean, that could be what it needs. It could be. You know? It could be great. It, I mean... And, it, and Anthem is expected, what, March of 19? Yeah, it got pushed from 2018 holiday to wherever. Mm-hmm. They just said 2019, so we'll expect. Yeah, I don't think it was ever going to be that holiday, so I'm not, I'm not worried yeah, about that at all. right. Cool. And the last little bit that we have is... We, I've been wanting to do this for a while, create like an after segment that's just basically comedy. Mm-hmm. Um... But the who the fuck asked for it segment um, that we probably should have had the Duke Nukem John Cena movie in. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, but first, the, I guess the first thing that we'll talk about is uh, Sam, uh, the Ubisoft personal gaming like companion. Oh, my God. I think is what it's called. Who the Assistant. fuck asked for it? Who the fuck asked for this thing is the question. Basically, what it is... It, you get this um, app for Sam and you can ask him anything and he will respond. So it's basically like um, Siri, Cortana, um, all that, all that shit. But way well, just, I don't understand how it could be. (laughs) I I, I sit here and just like, it's one of those things you just pinch the bridge of your nose and it's like, oh my God. It's like, what, Um, who? Who said this? Who but Sam this? is a beta right now. And what you use it for is to ask questions about Ubisoft-related games. And that's all it can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can ask it what's the yeah. weather outside. And instead of it telling you, oh, it's, you know, uh, 72 degrees and sunny, it'll say, my weather functionality is dedicated to gaming. I can give you real-time forecast Ubisoft games. Right now it's 39 degrees Celsius in Assassin's Creed Origin, 29 in Ghost Recon Wildlands, Jesus and 14 Christ. in Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, uh, thank God, because those Kevlar vests can be really warm. So That's so dumb. stupid. Can I pet cats in Assassin's Creed Origins? Bitch, you saw the trailer. Why, yes, it's you can. It's like, oh, I love those Egyptian cats. I was so thrilled to discover that I could pet them. Check out this video of people petting cats. Like, I'm not even kidding. This is real. Um, That's horrible. But you can do some things that just... This did make me laugh. Someone asked, do you work for DedSec? Which DedSec is a corporation in... um, Is a corporation... Or is uh, an underground corporation in Watch Dogs, too. Um, Someone goes, if I say no, uh, I would lie. But if I say yes... They would DDoS attack my mainframe and wipe my server entirely. So, let's please talk about something else. <clears throat> and it, it's just... I, I don't understand the use for this. I don't understand the manpower behind it. I don't understand where this could ever be yep. useful. Ever. Yeah, who would ever desire this? Why would I go to an app... Okay, so I would go... So what they're saying is I would go out of my way to download an app... To ask the app where I can buy the game Steve, rather than just going to the store and buying Steve. Good question. It I, I don't understand. Um, maybe there will be more to this. Like, why did they call it Sam? Is the biggest question for me. Uh, I'm sure that's a Assassin's Creed reference. 
it's it, the first reference I think of is um, Splinter Cell. Yeah. His name's Sam Fisher. Yeah. I, this is like this has to be an elaborate build up this to is, a, like an April Fool's joke. I it has to be. There is no way. Who? What human would allow this? Why would anyone other than somebody who probably... Why, even if I worked at Ubisoft, why would I use it? Oh, I certainly wouldn't have it if I worked there. That's humiliating. <laughs> what, what could that tell me that I couldn't tell myself? Exactly. Yeah, this is all bad. It's just got bad all over it. Ah, man. I would really like anyone else's take on this. Um, so if you guys listen to the podcast, please drop us a line over at... Uh, uh, over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. Let us know your thought of this thing. Um, if you, uh, I for one am not downloading this. I don't want to give oh, them no. that number. Um, but if you happen to download it, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, I'd like to feature this uh, on another. Maybe it can be like a co-host. Hey, what do you think of this new game that Sony's making? I don't know about Sony games. Oh wow, thanks. You're useless. Would you like to see? Assassin's Creed Origin. Assassin's Creed Origins. No, I sure wouldn't. <laughs> I've sent you 14 million videos of Assassin's Creed Origin. <laughs> yeah. Will you? Will you please buy For Honor? <laughs> <laughs> Where did Beard Daddy go? Oh man, yeah. So uh, very weird, very odd. That's your what the fuck for the day. Um, hope you guys enjoy that. Um, yeah. you will not enjoy it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all we have for this week's podcast. Um, as always, if you guys get the chance, head on over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check all the stuff we talk about here and more. Join the conversation. Talk to us on a weekly basis. Um, and then follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live, do stuff like this and live stream. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for listening today. Thanks for uh, good old Grim Reaper Sage hanging out in the comments. You can find mm-hmm. him over on Twitch.tv backslash Grim Reaper Sage. Most likely playing Monster Hunt for the next 400 years. Um, yep. But for Mammoth Games Inc., I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filtercord. Thanks for hanging out, guys. <laughs>